Brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Reavers. Reavers. Look up somebody for me. I didn't have time. You busy watching Pat Oswald? Look up Bob Moorhead, M-O-O-R-E-H-E-A-D, Bob Moorhead. Bob Moorhead. Words aptly spoken, A-P-T-L-Y, words aptly spoken. I was sent a piece of writing by an emailer named Bill Miller, and it's lovely, and I want to make sure I have the attribution correct. I believe these are words uh, that are attributed to a guy named Bob Moorhead. Words aptly spoken, Amazon.com. Okay, so there is a Bob Moorhead. Oh, yeah. What does it say about him? Uh, you want his Wikipedia page? Is that what you're well, looking Well, any, anything to help me understand what I'm about to read. He was a pastor okay. in Redmond, Washington for 30 years. This he holds a PhD sense. from the California School of Theology, an undergraduate degree from Phillips University, and a Bachelor of Divinity degree you, from the Graduate you, Seminary. You've solved everything for me. Well, that's what I do on this show, Joe. You, you, <laughs> rarely, but you, <laughs> you got lucky. So Bill Miller uh, alerted me to this piece of writing by this fellow named Bob Moorhead. The paradox of our time is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers, wider freeways but narrower viewpoints. We spend more but have less. We buy more but enjoy it less. We have bigger houses and smaller families, more conveniences but less time. We have more degrees but less sense, more knowledge but less judgment, more experts but more problems, more medicine but less wellness. Isn't this something? We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too recklessly, laugh too little, drive too fast, get angry too quickly, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too seldom, watch TV too much, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions but reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living but not a life. We've added years to life but not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble crossing the street to meet the new neighbor. We've conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've split the atom, but not our prejudice. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We've learned to rush, but not to wait. Oh, he's talking to me. I'm a bad waiter. (laughs) We have higher incomes, but lower morals. We have more food, but less appeasement. We build more computers to hold more information, to produce more copies than ever, but have less communication. We become long on quantity, but short on quality. These are the times of fast foods and slow digestion, tall men and short characters, steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the times of world peace, but domestic warfare, more leisure, but less fun, more kinds of food, but less nutrition. These are the days of two incomes, but more divorce, of fancier houses, but broken homes, these are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, one-night stands, overweight bodies, and pills that do everything from cheer to quiet to kill. Hmm. It is a time when there is much in the show window and nothing in the stock room. A time when technology has brought this letter to you and a time when you can choose to make a difference or hit delete. 
Remember to spend time with your loved ones because they are not going to be around forever. Remember, say a kind word to someone who looks up to you in awe because that little person soon will grow up and leave your side. Remember to give a warm hug to the one next to you because that is the only treasure you can give with your heart and it doesn't cost a cent. Remember to say I love you to your partner and your loved ones, but most of all, mean it. A kiss and an embrace will mend hurt when it comes from deep inside you. Remember to hold hands and cherish the moment, for someday that person might not be there again. Give give time to love, give time to speak, and give time to share the precious thoughts in your mind. Bob Moorhead, words aptly spoken. Isn't that amazing? Where is that from? A guy named Bob Moorhead, Words Aptly Spoken. Is that the name of a book, Reeves? Yes. Uh, Is the book named Salt and Light? No. uh, You mean the one that I I looked up earlier? Yeah. Uh, No, it was the aptly... Words Aptly Spoken. Yes, that was the name of the book. Wow. Those are some lovely sentiments. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, That's a great summary. That's a very accurate summary of everybody's life. What? I'm not even mocking. You think I'm mocking you? I don't. You see, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> no, I just can't I, take you no, seriously. No, don't ruin this because I. No, no, okay. I'm I, not going I, to. I, that was heartfelt you, from you, him. It is. I it's think. wonderful. You know, you know what, though? I'm going to side with Joe because the days leading up to, you know, a Christmas break, you, you get a little squirrely. So I could no, see I, Joe's no, no, apprehension. No, uh, yes, you can, you can see my apprehension, but yeah. l- let's err on the side that I think Rookie was a bit moved by that. It was. All right. I, uh, I, I, liked, I liked that a lot. All right. All right. I, I apologize, Rook. No, it's there's no even apologies necessary. There's a lesson in there for somebody. With me, it's I'm a bad waiter. I went to uh, Les Mis last night with my oh, oldest God. daughter. <laughs> and uh, what have you seen it about fifteen times? This was now? time number five. Uh-huh. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I did bring Kleenex for me, thinking that I'm probably going to tear up uh, with Jean Valjean, the whole deal, Javert. Uh, I didn't expect uh, this young twenty uh, three year old next to me. Uh, if Pat Royce would have been there, he would have said, "Do you want us to call you an ambulance?" <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she took her pretty hard. She uh, she was a uh, vocal crying, and uh, I really I finally had to touch her hand and say, or her knee and say, "It's okay, you know, it's just a play." Where, where was this? Orpheum, in Minneapolis. Yes, and now the food part. Next to the Orpheum, oh I don't know what the name of the bar is, but they have Mackenzie's. Yes, yeah, Scotch eggs. Yeah, that place that is legit. Are yes, out of this world, delicious. Did you pay for them? Yes, right. yeah, paid full price, and their uh, their old fashioned wasn't too bad either. In fact, <laughs> I whenever I'm downtown, if I'm meeting up with some Mackenzie's, is our spot. Oh my gosh, it's such a great little bar. Caribbean yes. uh, street tacos were fabulous too. It was. It it's was a really it's a bar well, right on the left side of the menu. No, just those. It was just McLaren. And I, so it was just those two things. We ordered that appetizer and split street tacos. Yeah. But it was they were yeah, solid. Yeah, that place is great. Um, by the way, remind me in the audience when Patrick gave that advice to the young woman. What what movie was it? I can't remember. Uh, Little Women. Oh yeah. Uh, she, he was across the aisle from the lady, and she was having. Uh, she was vocal crying. Uh, you could hear her, and, and she was pretty shaken up. And Pat leaned over and said, uh, you need me to call you an ambulance? Or are you all right? oh, Showing his compassionate but side. Yes, but look at Well, he was Pat, being sensitive. I know, but Pat was at Little Women. Yeah, that was the strange part He of was that. at the divorce yeah, movie. Why was he, little, yeah, right. one in the afternoon. So maybe yeah. that's why he, he, he developed that story, so we would go hands off him going, yeah. You're at Little Women. Uh, John, in your absence, mm-hmm. we noted that the Groinies, the awards for the best groin kick of the year, okay. the, will be held uh, January 3. Cool. Thursday, January 3. <laughs> oh. 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 Ouch. Oh. 
And I'm starting to get mail about that. There's your sounder. That's right. No, you have to come up with something better than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, gentlemen, well, at least one of you. I've been a loyal listener for some time now in both radio and podcast format, uh, being I do, in fact, find morons number one and two funny as well as identify with them. I do tend to forget or better yet not hear from time to time, so I'm not sure if this has been covered. Add to the fact that I work in the Destroyed Academy and have and, and have summers off playing daddy daycare with a younger set of twins, Rhett and Gwenna, presuming at least one foghorn here. Well, it wouldn't be Rhett. What's Gwenna? Give him the foghorn on Gwenna. I, I don't know what a Gwenna is, Gwenna? so let's just kind of work it in there. Long question short. At the beginning of last year, you all introduced the Groin Kick Award. To the, no, we didn't oh, give an award yet. We introduced the Groin Kick to those who have been caught on audio saying idiotic things. At one point, you were give, uh, going to give the Groin Kick of the Year with an end of the year uh, fast approaching. I'm wondering if this will happen, or has it sadly been struck down due to FCC regulations? Keep up the good work and good luck, Joshua. No, uh, Joshua, uh, as I say, Brown January Park. 3rd, January right. 3rd. Uh, Jim Wolf, are you taking nominations for the Groinies, or is it safe to assume you already have your list of finalists? They're all finalists. I'll, I'll be glad to take. Uh, I'll be glad to take nominations. Excellent, and I, I would not mind soliciting any uh, groin themes that you'd like to uh, send over to me. Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes, what could be more fitting than to announce the Groinies on the same day that the 116th Congress convenes, January ah, 3rd. Right. P.S. Unfortunately, it is also the chief offsite correspondent's birthday. Then parenthetically, he writes, By the way, as long as we are on the subject of groins, I need you to reconsider my title. I once asked if you could have a different moniker as I had a problem with the acronym COC. It only got worse once Ooh. you attach Kelsey to that unfortunate string of letters. No, I'm not changing it. You are the uh, chief. You're going to have to live with that. You are the chief offsite correspondent. There we go, COC. Yeah. Now we're under his skin. All right. The pushback gift that keeps on giving. I have great news about Baby It's Cold Outside. Good. I heard it on the, uh, the uh, well, I'll just say the cool 108 Adam Abrams station today, uh, driving into work. Mm-hmm. Let me turn up the lights here. So we haven't. Uh, so even our, our Christmas local Christmas radio station is still playing. Baby, it's cold outside. Well, the pushback is working. What do you got? After sparking controversy over its lyrics in a post Me Too awareness world, Dean Martin's version of the song "Baby It's Cold Outside" rose to number ten in a major Billboard ranking. <laughs> wow! As previously reported, "Baby It's Cold Outside" originally recorded in 1944 by Frank Loesser found itself in the crosshairs of public debate with many criticizing the song's lyrics as an example of a male simply not taking no for an answer. B as in B, S as in S. The pushback began. Here, 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 here. As a result, several radio stations in the country uh, have removed it from their holiday rotations, much to the dismay of fans who defend the song as a gem from an older era without any malicious intent. That's exactly what it is, a gem. Despite the controversy, or perhaps because of it, a rendition of the song sung by Dean Martin in 1959 jumped from number 31 on Billboard's digital song sales chart to number 10 on the list uh, dallied from December 22nd. What? It's not December 22nd yet. 
As the Hollywood Reporter notes, that's a 70% jump to 11,000 downloads sold in the week ending December 12th. For the second week in a row, the cover is second in terms of Christmas songs, only being beaten by Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. Hmm. The outlet notes that the outlet notes that covers. Yep. <laughs> it was almost Christmas time. <laughs> the outlet notes that covers of the song by Brett Eldridge's 2016 cover featuring Megan Trainer and Adina Menzel <laughs> and Michael Bubbles. Are you Michael Bublé? Cataract surgery didn't. My excitement for it was premature. Okay. I think. Wow. Uh, yeah. Martin's daughter, Dina, (laughs) recently talked with Joe Souchere on the Garage Logic podcast. Oh, he made it. No, it says here she talked with Fox News. Uh, I was absolutely flabbergasted, she said. It's just insane. When I heard it, I said, this possibly, this can't possibly be. You know, it's a sweet, fun holiday song that's been around for 40 years for my dad. He did it in 59, but when I saw it, I tweeted, I think this is crazy. What do you think? And then all of a sudden it went viral and the pushback has succeeded. Now, John, I told Dina Martin a story. Yeah. Because I was just curious, who was who was the female singer when Dean Martin did it in 1959? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was a woman named Marilyn Maxwell. Mm-hmm. But what it what it was from was a 1949 uh, Martin and Lewis radio show. Okay, and they were doing a gangster bit. Uh-huh. And at the end of the gangster bit, Dean is saying something to the effect that, "Hey, Rocky's gone. What do we do now?" And then Jerry said something, and then. Uh, uh, and the and the woman on the radio show, apparently Marilyn Maxwell, said, I, I've really got to go. And Dean said, you can't. It's too cold outside. And they broke into song uh-huh. that apparently uh, by 1959 technological standards, they were able to feature on Dean's uh, Christmas album in 1959. Hmm. She did not know who the female singer was. Was that yep. before or after you asked her if she had recorded that song with her dad? Yeah, that was a dumb question. That was what? Just, what? What? I said, did you, ever, <laughs> did you ever sing that song with your dad? And she instantly said what I should have thought of. No, that would be a bit creepy. Yeah, yeah. That would be very yeah, creepy. So yeah. very, very much. My error there, I think. Yep. Oh, yeah. Don't yep. you? Yep. I, I think it was I, my error. I actually listened to that interview, so uh, oh. I, I did hear it. All right. I did hear it. Say, I want to tell you about the Minnesotan. They're getting rave reviews, including from a fellow uh, who writes as an occasional listener when you had a live show, but now an everyday listener since it went to podcast. I live in Apple Valley and work in White Bear Lake, so now I get to listen to you all the way home. And when I walk the dog, great show. I heard it. I heard you talk about the store, the Minnesotan, and that it was in White Bear. I stopped in. It was awesome. The quality of the items was great. And the items themselves were great. I walked out of there with a 1960 USA hockey jersey, a Met Center shirt, a Lake Calhoun shirt for my Jeez. liberal daughter. I think she's the mailman's kid. A Johnny <laughs> Clueless shirt and a Love Your Melon hat. I was ready to walk out, and then I remembered the Garage Logic discount. So then promptly they promptly refunded me 20%. Thanks again, Steve. Oh, I'm talking cool. about I'm talking about the Minnesotan. Smack dab in the middle of downtown uh, White Bear Lake. Gifts you're going to love to give. Vintage shirts, hats, T-shirts. Uh, memorabilia celebrating Minnesota and the Twin Cities, all of your favorite landmarks and institutions, Big Island, the Arcola Bridge, the St. Paul Vulcans. Uh, you can't miss them. They're on 4th and Banning. Motel. Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, you can visit them online at theminnesotan.com. And right now you can save 20% simply entering the code GarageLogic at checkout online or just mention you're a GLer if you're in the store. 
The Minnesotan is in downtown White Bear Lake or online, theminnesotan.com. Perfect. Joe Souchere here for Federated Insurance. I'm not a math guy, but there's some numbers you need to know. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead on our nation's highways. Those are National Safety Council numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic, but unfortunately, it's not the only factor. It could happen like this. A driver passes the same vehicle several times with frustration mounting the driver passes the vehicle again but loses control while trying to change lanes the vehicle rolls several times killing the driver two other passengers and injuring three others ask yourself do you get anxious when you drive do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry do you retaliate to get even the national safety council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56 percent of fatal crashes don't become a statistic at federated mutual insurance company it's their business to protect yours please make it home safely today. Just like talking across your backyard fence, and this is a big backyard. Joe Suchere. Here's John Hype. Thank you, Joe. Say, uh, can I add one more thing to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You uh, certainly may. Uh, um, I was thinking about this because uh, on your The Minnesotan ad, you talked about Johnny Clueless t-shirts, right. so obviously they have music stuff, too. Right. Uh, one of the single most influential bands of the last 30 years is The Replacements. Oh, so I couldn't agree more. Why aren't they in the Rock and I Roll I couldn't Hall agree more. Because they didn't sell any records? I mean, come on. But they did, didn't they? They no. sold records. No, they, they, no? they, no. Their, one of their final products was called All for Nothing. Oh, oh, for nothing. So yeah, that's that's the problem to me right now with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there, that's, that's my final thought, I guess. I'd love to have Westerberg as a guest, but I, anybody got any help for me? You want to hold your breath on that yeah. one? Everybody I come up with, I got to hold my breath. Right. Maybe Gave Rook an idea during the last break. We're going to hold our breath on that one. I forgot to write it. Th- oh, yeah. I maybe uh, maybe you should lower your standards. Right. Let's have Jim. Let's have Jim. Rick M, the caller Rick. John. Yes. Uh, uh, Neil Young came up in your absence. Cause, yeah. Because I have a friend. Uh, at, Neil will be in town in January for yeah, three nights. saw that. And yeah. I thought, wow, what a great guest he'd be. I'd love to talk to him. I've always loved his music. Yeah. And uh, my my buddy said, you know, basically what he was telling me is don't hold your breath. Uh, Neil Young is uh, only likes to talk about what's near and dear to his heart. And lately that's been uh, uh, ranting and raving against mm-hmm. fossil fuel use. Yeah. And... And we added him to the list of people who cannot lecture us. Uh, he flies around on private jets. He's got major homes. He he can't lecture us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent uh, provided uh, a piece from uh, the New York Post that appeared in 2015. Neil, Neil Young, uh, earlier this month, this was from... Uh, uh, May uh, 8, August of 2015, uh, the uh, Neil Young put his massive estate on the Big Island of Hawaii on the market for $24.5 million. Young's two acres of land uh, aren't down by the river, but rather wedged between two scenic curves of Wa'alia Bay uh, of, off the isle's northwestern coast. Nine bedrooms, seven bathrooms. My point being, fine, Neil, but you don't get to lecture me. Mm-hmm. How do you get to Hawaii, Neil? 
You ain't rowing a boat. You ain't rowboat. <laughs> and then Steve, uh, not Steve, uh, Michael Bloomberg uh, came up yesterday. John is a, mm -hmm. a new member of the group that can't hector us. Uh, he flew by private jet, blocks of ice from Greenland to London to uh, to put them on the ground so that people could see that oh. ice melts. What? Seriously? Yeah, shades of Will Steger bringing a yeah. block of ice to the state fair, throwing it on the grass and saying, see, I said, I said, Will, it's it's August. It's, well, it's well, going to melt. And at least Will didn't, you know, fly to. <laughs> no, right. Bloomberg right. kind of missed the irony of that. I, mm -hmm. I take it. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm all for these people to have whatever they want to have. Mm -hmm. That's life. But you don't get to lecture us. Yeah. All right, here's Johnny Hyde in the newsroom. Maybe Neil converted his house in Hawaii. Maybe I know he did that with a bunch of cars, and he was very proud of it. Yeah, uh, old. Older cars. Well, he took a big four-door Lincoln yep. Continental with suicide doors, and he yep. probably spent a fortune trying to turn it into an electric car. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night, Wasika City Council members voted to raise the city's tobacco sales age to 21. They joined 18 other cities, including a bunch uh, here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, Edina, St. Louis Park, various others, and also two counties in Minnesota to pass Tobacco 21 policies. Wasika Council member Darren Arndt said, I started smoking when I was 13. I had no support back then. I stopped smoking 25 years ago, but I wish I'd never started. Tobacco 21, he said, is all about supporting our young people and leading our community and state to a healthier tomorrow. The vote in Wasika followed on the heels of the U.S. Surgeon General's calling for urgent action in response to a surge in e-cigarette use among teens. Surgeon General reported new federal data shows e-cigarette use among American youth is rising at an alarming rate. And this just in as a follow-up, uh, tobacco sales in Janesville, Faribault, and Oatana will now increase as all the Wasika kids will drive to a different city to get it. <laughs> the uh, Star Tribune reporting, you know, the witch's hat right down the street from us here? Yes, uh, across the street. Yeah, Prospect Park neighborhood, of course. Uh, the views from there, uh, well, they're good, although we, we don't often get to see them. The 110-foot tower offers a panoramic view of the Twin Cities, but visitors are able to climb up the deck only once a year during a school fundraiser near Memorial Day. And now... A neighborhood group is alleging a planned 14-story condominium along University would ruin that view. Last week, it sued the developers of the project in an attempt to stop construction. It's windmilling. Lawsuit filed by the nonprofit Friends of Tower Hill Park against Vermilion Development and three other property owners argues the redevelopment would violate the Minnesota Environmental Rights Act by blocking the observation deck's view of downtown St. Paul. Because God knows we need more condos built in Minneapolis. But this is windmilling. The, the rulings from the salon want us to live in apartments on light rail lines, and the, they want us oh, to yeah. have sustainable living. Good point. And then here comes the neighbors who've been there for mm -hmm. 100 years saying, well, wait a minute, we cherish this old witch's hat water tower, and now you're completely ruining the view. It's a windmilling situation. Mm -hmm. Ari Parrott, development manager for Vermilion, called the lawsuit's assertions ludicrous. No hearing date was assigned to the lawsuit filed in Hennepin County District Court on Tuesday evening. Man, I just got a neat email. You guys want to hear uh -huh. this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the week, or maybe it was late last week, a guy named Jim Walsh uh, wondered, he wanted to shop at Moeller as a thanks to Moeller for sponsoring the podcast. Yep. And uh, not to mention, he's going to get great stuff. And he wondered, is there any current deal? And I said, don't worry about that. They're going to take care of you. You're right. not going to be. Uh, you're not going to be unhappy. And he said, uh, as a former Minnesotan now living in Illinois, I ordered a beautiful bracelet for my wife. RF Moeller offers free next day air shipping on orders placed before 3 p.m. So my gift will arrive soon, five days ahead of when I usually pick something up. Ah. And then he uh, sent. Uh, he sent his uh, position on the interactive map. He's down in Illinois and shopped at RF Moeller Jeweler. Nice. Very nice. Thank nice. you.
Federal government would return 11,760 acres of land to the Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe as part of a measure that's moving through Congress. That measure undoes, 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 wow, undoes, undoes. What is these animals? Yeah. What, the measure undoes. Yep. Do this guy have legs in real life? Imagine how the summit show is going to go on this Friday with all it. of us. Yeah. Remember yeah. that treaty? This undoes it. Uh-huh. Oh. Don't sass. Don't sass. <laughs> measure undoes a land seizure by the U.S. Bureau of Indian Affairs that began in the late 1940s when the agency authorized the sale of tribal land allotments to the U.S. Forest Service without the owner's consent. Senator Tina Smith, the sponsor, has said the bill would restore land that was wrongfully taken from the Ojibwe. A robust land base is the foundation of tribal sovereignty and self-determination, Leech Lake Chairman Farron Jackson Sr. said. The measure passed the U.S. Senate but awaits action in the U.S. House, where Democratic U.S. Representative Rick Nolan has led the effort. Starting in 1948, the BIA incorrectly interpreted an executive order from the U.S. Department of Interior and began the process of secretarial transfer, shifting more tribal lands to the Chippewa National Forest. Secretary of the Interior determined the transfers were illegal in the 50s, but a Supreme Court ruling three decades later limited tribal members' ability to win back that acreage. Rook, we're not on the radio anymore. Do you have any thoughts on this now that we're in podcast form? No, he does not. No, I'm very happy. I hope uh, hope that uh, Leech Lake Band gets as much money as they can from that government that probably just chipped away at them, and now they're going to get their land and money back. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell announcing Wednesday a short-term bill to fund the government through February 8th will be introduced later today, a deal that would avert a partial government shutdown over the Christmas holiday. McConnell said later this morning we'll introduce a continuing resolution that will ensure continuous funding for the federal government. A resolution will not include $5 billion in funding for the border wall that President Trump said was a must in order to have his approval in order to fund key parts of the federal government before they run out of operating authority on Friday. Air Force officials say it was an injured jogger screaming in pain while training exercises were going on that began a series of miscommunications that led to a chaotic active shooter response at an Ohio air base. Hmm. I do remember this story. It was back in August. Mm -hmm. Uh, The injury during August 2nd training included an active shooter scenario at Wright-Peterson Air Force Base, resulted in a mistaken call of a real-world active shooter emergency, a lockdown, emergency responders flocking from state, local, and federal agencies, and more 911 calls after security forces shot through a locked hospital door. Wow. I remember reporting on this, and uh, there was uh, they finally said there was no shooter. But they didn't explain this is what had happened. Whoops. The reporters. Uh, the report says some 50 responders arrived at the hospital with guns drawn. The base near Dayton has 27,000 military and civilian personnel. Well, how, 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 well, okay. I remember that story, John. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't. I don't it, was, it. it was. Yeah, it was on lockdown. They shot through a locked hospital door. Yeah, a couple hours. It was on lockdown, and then they announced no active shooter. Blah blah blah. So. And we need a door repairman right away <laughs> to <Yeah>. level seven. <laughs> A large finial stolen this weekend from the top of Como Park Conservatory was found Tuesday. Did you see the still shot of this yes. guy? He's How did taught- you get up there to get it? Uh, they think he used a back, some back stairs, a back fire escape stairway to mm. climb to the top. But he taunted the security camera. He's like, hey, look at that. Got it. See this? See ya. <laughs> at least <laughs> Jim's got this one. Just Wait. a little round ball, right? Yeah. 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 At least one person scaled the Marjorie McNeely Conservatory in Como Park, grabbed the globe, and climbed back down. 
On Tuesday, after an anonymous tip, police found the finial inside the red stocking in a parking lot east of Como Park. Good friend of mine is the son of Marjorie uh, McNeely. Really? Really. Mm -hmm. St. Paul police said no one has been arrested. Uh, On Monday, uh, police looked through hours of security footage and came across one showing a group of what appeared to be young people. Video showed them walking toward the visitor center early Sunday morning and then disappearing. Did it have a lot of worth? I mean, what was the sense to steal it? Just to say, was you it did? copper? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it was just kids fooling around. It okay. Like. When uh, Ms. McNeely wrote her memoirs, I'm not sure she did. She did. Oh. My mother did the uh, calligraphy oh, for that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. Huh. We learned a lot about Ms. <laughs> yep. McNeely yeah. today. Space Center, right? Yep. A miracle medical mystery in Texas. When 11 year old Roxley Doss was diagnosed with what appeared to be a rare, inoperable brain tumor in June, she faced it with courage. Every year, about 300 children in the U.S. are diagnosed with this particular brain tumor known as a diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma, or DIPG. There's no cure. Less than 1% of people who develop one survive beyond five years. She was just given months to live. She went through weeks of radiation. Her parents prayed for a miracle, and they got it. Typically, radiation is a life-extending treatment, not a cure, but just after two months after being diagnosed the tumor, is completely gone. Come on. Doctors say they, How old is the girl? 11. Wow. Doctors say they cannot explain the remarkable response from the radiation. Yeah, they can. It's a miracle. Uh, doctors, something that girl must have something in store for. C'est une miracle. Uh, doctors acknowledge the tumor. It still could return, but for now they say Roxley is just as active as she ever was, and there is no tumor. Uh, the Doss family says they got an early Christmas present. I'll say. America's oldest military veteran at 112 years old is expected to be released Wednesday after being hospitalized in Austin, Texas. Richard Overton served in the Army during World War II, and he's battled pneumonia twice in recent years. Uh, His third cousin said he does need some prayers. He's staying at St. David's Medical Center. Overton served in the Army for three years during World War II. He lives in an Austin home that he built himself 72 years ago. Hey, this guy's come up before uh, in relationship to that house. Mm-hmm. Didn't people pitch in to help him stay in that house? Yes. Yeah. And also, wow. do you remember this part of the story? Mm-hmm. His favorite pastime is smoking 12 cigars every day on his front porch. Yeah, and waving to people. Yep. His <laughs> friends call his porch his stage. Yeah. Yep. 12 well, cigars? Yeah. He's and, only 112. So he should tell his uh, his relative, his third cousin, I don't need any prayers. Just send me some whiskey. Yeah, right. Uh, his advice <laughs> yeah. for a long life? Yeah. Keep living. Don't die. That's well, a, there you go. That's hard to argue with that. That's, that's, really yeah, that's a really key explanation. On that one. <laughs> a New Jersey man's lunch paid for itself and then some after he bit into a pearl while dining at the Grand Central Oyster Bar outside of New York City's Grand Central Terminal. wonder how their burgers are there. I bet delish. Rick Antosh of Edgewater, New Jersey, said, I just all of a sudden felt something like a tooth or a filling. It was terrifying. Oh, and gross. Then, holy crap, I realized it's not a tooth. It's a pearl. A 66-year-old eating at the famed Grand Central Oyster Bar with an old friend when he uh, took the bite into his pan roast and felt the pearl inside his mouth. According to the New York Post, Antosh pocketed the pearl, thinking that such an occurrence couldn't be that uncommon for the oyster bar. Curiosity got the better of Antosh. He called the restaurant after getting home to find out how often it happens. Uh, The floor manager said he'd never heard of it happening. The Post reached out to a pearl dealer who estimated Antosh's find will be worth between two and four thousand dollars for one pearl. Yeah, you said he discovered it when he bit into his what? 
pan, uh, what was it? Pan roast? Pan, 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 uh, into his pan roast. What's that mean? Uh, is that, uh, I, see, I don't eat oysters. I, I, I just I, assumed. I'm not pan, eating oysters maybe at an oyster bar outside Grand Central Station. I just assumed it was part of something I don't to know do what that means. Oyster. How about a mussel? We have a couple mussels? Yeah, I love mussels. Yeah, well, this like place a, apparently is famous. Yeah. Grand Central Oyster Bar. Like I, I, so, from what I read in the story. But what's here's what's unbelievable. One pearl is worth $2,000. That's what, that's what a pearl dealer says. Who? How uh, much do you have to pay for a pearl necklace? Got to be about fifty grand. Yeah, <laughs> probably cheaper at Moeller. Oh gosh, I think it's two right up there. bars and a can of Coke. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll edit this part out. Completely. Please edit out all of this. Gone to hell at this point. It's gone. Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Chopped it. Chopped Eight it. days. You're doing the math, aren't you? You're, you're, you're picturing a string of pearls. Well, I was thinking like, you know, well, just a bunch of... 20 pearls, it'd be uh, 40 grand. Yes. Huh. Well, no. Boy, that's 40 20. grand. Huh? Well, <laughs> two four, grand. So it, uh, oh, 20, okay, 20 pearls would be 40 grand. 40 grand, I said. Right. Yeah. Eight days after a dramatic spacewalk to inspect the site I of... I didn't know they were that expensive. Inspect the site of a leak in the hull of his... Soyuz ferry ship, Russian commander Sergei Propyov, German flight engineer Alexander Gerst, and NASA astronaut Serena Onion Chancellor geared up to depart the International Space Station Wednesday for a fiery plunge back to Earth. A flight plan called for the crew to board the Soyuz MS-09 spacecraft, seal the hatch around 520 Eastern Time, undocking from the space station's Earth-facing RASVET module at 840. Somebody forgot to close the latch. Larry. Larry, Larry, you forgot to close the latch. Johnny got sucked out of there and is on his way to Mars right now. If all goes well, the spacecraft's central descent module, the section of the spacecraft carrying the crew, will make a parachute and rocket-assisted touchdown near the town of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. One of the stand countries, John. Is that right? Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan. I always say that one wrong. We support your war of terror. What was the other one over there, the stand country you always have an issue with? There's a lot of them. There's Afghanistan, Kazakhstan. I always had a problem with... Dang, dang. All them places. Yeah, everywhere. In Africa, I remember I used to call Tanzania. 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 Never read a news story from that. It's like Belarus and Belarus. The Tanzanian devil. He was on Looney Tunes. Uh, Tasmania. That's Tasmanian. That's it. For many Americans, eating healthier will be a top New Year's resolution. One expert, though, says we should start by eliminating gluten and sugars. Dr. David Perlmutter claims eating foods high in carbohydrates causes brain inflammation and can trigger uh, trigger neurological disorders like anxiety, depression, and Food high in what, John? Uh, in carbohydrates. What's that? Like macaroni and cheese? Oh, yeah, the, 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 carbs. Carbs, uh, yeah. Carrots and... Beer. Yeah. <laughs> carrots. There's carbs and yeah, carrots. Carbs really? And carrots, sure. Oh, sure. You can get them. Right the there. neurologist revised and updated his best-selling 2013 book, Grain Brain, The Surprising Truth About Wheat, Carbs, and Sugar, Your Brain's Silent Killers. He said simple sugars are the biggest issue. He said there's a perfect correlation between even subtle elevations in your blood sugar well below the range of diabetes and future risks of becoming an Alzheimer's patient if you eat too many carbs. And their connection, this is a cool story again, this Dan Crenshaw guy, I I like this Dan Crenshaw He's the pirate. He's got the patch. Uh, The uh, connection started with the controversy, uh, but now uh, did you follow the Pete Davidson thing over the weekend? Well, I'm aware of it, but I'm not heavily invested in following Pete Davidson. Well, uh, Dan called Pete. Yeah, after apparently all that. Pete's upset because he broke up with Ariana Grande. 
Uh, th- uh, yeah, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, but he appeared on Saturday Night Live last Saturday to say, I'm okay. He, int- I'm he introduced not, the band. I'm not suicidal or something like this. Yeah, because he had tweeted something that seemed to indicate that he might be. Uh-huh. Uh, so Dan Crenshaw, if you remember all of this, uh, Pete Davidson had made fun of him, and then he came on SNL and they made up blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Crenshaw called him uh, this weekend after all of this happened and said, hey, you know what? Uh, relax. Everything's going to be good. Everybody has value, blah, blah, blah. Don't keep, uh, don't keep saying blah, blah, blah. Did oh, I say it? Driving than, me crazy. Oh, how many times did I say it? Oh, today about five times. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> after Davidson... I, mean, thing, I cured you of bomb. Now i got to cure you of that. Okay. Yeah. I don't usually say that. I don't know why I know, I'm saying it. I know. It. I'm very surprised. You're yeah. a professional. Maybe normally what, uh, if you were doing the news, you would be interrupted by Carlos over here True. who's absent. And so that's... Carlos. You're filling that void. Or Kendall or whatever his name is. Yeah. Kendall? After Davidson thanked him for coming on the show, the soon-to-be congressman responded, thanks for making a Republican look good. Crenshaw said he reached out to Davidson this past weekend. He said, we're not good friends, but I think he appreciated hearing from me. The man whom Davidson called a war hero said he told the actor, know that you have value. Crenshaw told the station, especially a guy like that, sometimes he makes people laugh, sometimes he makes people mad, but he makes people laugh a lot. I think we had a good you know, I don't want to be critical of a guy that might might have had suicidal thoughts, but the Pete Davidson thing on Twitter really reeked of I'm getting hammered for what I did against this uh, war veteran, and I got to divert the attention into another place. That's just what it struck me as, because huh. Pete Davidson seems like that kind of a guy. Yeah, I don't know enough. He's not a guy. Who released the information? Um, t- please tell me it wasn't Crenshaw. Uh, which information? This who, the story. Who, how, did, how did it become known that Crenshaw reached out to this screwball? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. I, well, I, he. That, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Huh. Not sure. Well, okay. I hope everything works out all right. Uh, everything, everything should be fine, we hope. I think it's all going to work out. Huh? You okay. know it's going to have to work out. Otherwise, are your headphones still on? Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we're good. I'm just waiting. Are we going to have to cancel something? Wrap it up. Oh. I was just waiting oh. to wrap it up. Oh, don't you Here dare. Boy, look at the light. It's green right don't now. Don't you dare. <laughs> no, I won't. We'll, uh... We'll fix that all in post-op, right? Yep. Because if things were going to go wrong, we would not want to have to. Crush <laughs> me. GarageLogic.com. Welcome back, Johnny. You'll be around tomorrow? Nope. <laughs> Friday. You. Oh, fr- Friday. That's right. You'll be at the uh, at Summit Brewing. Okay, here's the deal. GarageLogic.com. Rate us on Apple iTunes. I can't stress that enough. And poke around GarageLogic.com to find out some of the extras that are out there. You are currently one click away for more Garage Logic podcast version. We're definitely not going to cancel Christmas.